It's a mini-sode! Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. If you could go back in time, what would you change? Would the universe let you make a change? If our future is predetermined, then nothing you can do will change it. If it's open to influence, then anything you do might just change everything. Whatever you decide, just make sure it's an excellent adventure. We are on episode two of our mini-series, Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey, and today we are talking Edge of Tomorrow. Earth is under invasion from alien forces that always know the next move. How are they able to predict humans' next play? They have a wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey secret. They can reset the day and play it out over and over again until they win. It's in the blood. And when that flood gets all over cowardly Major Cage, he takes their power. But can he learn how to use it? Well, not without the help of Full Metal Bitch! Aliens in Europe, oh. Cruz and Blunty, what more do you want in your life? Uh, yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> we had to downplay it. <laughs> so. It is good, though. Yeah. yeah. Come on, it's a great movie. It's a great time travel movie as well. It's a it's not a great time travel movie. It's just a great action movie with time travel elements. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't really, it, it goes into like full on just action movie by the end of it. It kind of, it kind of just goes full yeah. action adventure by the end with like aliens and the time travel <laughs> stuff sort of. Yeah. Time like travel is not the, the main yeah. focus, I guess, of the, of the outcome of the movie. But I think that's what I no. like about it. Because every time we watch it's these a... types of movies, it's always about the kind of like, why are we in the loop? How do we get out of the loop? Whereas this one, it was just like, how can we use the loop? That was clever. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that was because basically what we have here is using time travel as a device in order to like tell this crazy story. Mm. It's, it's like, it's just a device to have all this where he learns how to how to beat the day. Yeah. You know, it's great. And it just gives us an opportunity for, like, loads of cool shit. Um, yeah. And the pa- I feel like the pacing of the movie is so good. It's like, at any point, if you feel like I have the hang of this, it, it sort of jumps. Like, it only repeats things long enough for you to get into the rhythm and then it's like we've repeated that enough boom you get it right yes and then it goes into the next thing it, it just doesn't the pacing is amazing uh, yeah it, you're on your toes the whole time and it's not too long as well because like we um I, I only watched it last night for this and uh we were in Essex because uh, we live in Oxford and we had to go to Essex for the day yesterday. So we got home at like eight o'clock last night. And I was like, I need to watch this movie now. <laughs> and then when I got home and I was looking, I was like, oh God, how long is the movie? And I was like, an hour 50. Excellent. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> well, actually, I'll tell you how, how I watched the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I had, I did have a, I had a party that was going from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. And it's, it was like a beautiful sunny day. And it was like a music, so different people performing music. And I really wanted to experience the daytime because it was such a nice day and nighttime. So I rode my bike over at four o'clock, like right. in my bike shorts and sneakers, 
went to the party for two hours and then at 6 30 i was like right i gotta go and watch edge of tomorrow <laughs> and then i rode my bike <laughs> i rode my bike back sat watched edge of tomorrow <laughs> and then got changed i went back to the party and i apparently i like missed um you know, missed one of these like really good performances that was oh, there. No. And I was like, well, can't, can't, uh, <laughs> can't have it all. So I was really proud of that. Dude, this makes a lot more sense as well. Cause like there's normally when you message me, your messages are a bit more detailed, but like the last few messages I was getting was just like watching Edge of Tomorrow Now. And then, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just like, she's not, she's not got much to say here. What's going on? And it's like, oh yeah, because I was very busy. Yeah, I, w- I was also like in this sort of focus, like extremely focused. I love it. I got like very focused on my plan to go to this party. Like it was very well executed plan. It's good. You it know? sounds good. It's sounds like you executed. Yeah, it I was well. very committed. <laughs> I executed my plan very very well. I I did great. <laughs> Nobody can cover every base like me. <laughs> anyways back to the movie <laughs> oh god yeah so okay well there's a few there's a few things that um we can talk about we've kind of talked a little bit about some of the the time travel element of it already so we'll we'll leave that alone for just a second so let's just talk about some of the cast i guess um yes and yeah so like i just picked out like obviously tom cruise emily blunt and then gleason mm. Always love to see a Gleason turn up. Brendan Gleason. <laughs> so, yeah. um so yeah, how do we how do we feel how do we feel about uh about our cast? So I've got something to say about Tom Cruise. Okay. Which is that so he's so good at like the the, the parts at the beginning when he's playing this like army PR guy, right? Yeah. And you know, the fast talking and the guy he's so good at that, right? Yes. And it's really, really good. And then when it kicks into the action mode, you're like, oh, yeah, he's an amazing action hero. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so fun. He's so good at both of those things. Exactly. But he's really, really good at being an action hero. Yeah. And it's so much fun when he's like, I don't know how to fight. I'm just a PR guy. Ooh, I'm terrible at this. And then 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, I totally agree with you. It's exactly what I wrote down as well, because it's such a clever way to do it as well with the movie. It's like, and and it feels like, I don't know, is it, am I just being a little bit too like, you know, oh, love Tom Cruise. But it feels like not any, not every actor can show you that, can show you that person at the beginning who's so smarmy and who's just so kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm marketing, big smile, white teeth, hello. And then, like, mm-hmm. by the end of it, it's, like, just covered in sweat and blood and grease and, like, bah! <laughs> um, One of my favorite yeah. scenes of that and, represent, like, one of my favorite moments where you see, like, he's genuinely terrified at the start. And he is a coward and he is absolutely terrified. And it's when they all walk out in the suits and everyone else is used to walking in the suits and they're all walking normally. And it's just, he manages to play it off even in his physicality in that moment of just like looking like he's constantly going to tip forward because he doesn't know where to put his weight and how to move. And he just looks like, what the fuck is going on? And you're like, dude, you're so good at this. (laughs) 
He is so good at it. Little things like when he finally does shoot and the blowback from the gun. Mm. Bits like that also just just in how good the film is in terms of the sort of te- like the terror of being in war and the chaos yeah. and confusion of it all and how unprepared they are and how cumbersome a gun really is. And you don't just shoot and aim. It, there's the blowback and he gets thrown back. Yeah. Um, and and he just shows that he shows that so well, and then yeah, then he falls into this like amazing action hero mode, and it's like, oh, how can he get there? Well, because he's repeated the day, and he's learning, and he's training. Um, so I love how the time travel story it gives us an opportunity to see like to showcase so much of Tom Cruise um, in this movie, and then mm. and then even look, it's brief. The movie doesn't really, you know, obviously doesn't want to focus on this too much. This whole like dread of mortality and his yeah you know whether he's falling in love with her or not but it's more like he sees her as like an amazing person and he can't bear to keep watching her dying yeah to, to die and then it gives us these a like, couple of moments where he's really feeling the horror of that uh, and even those moments are great i wish there was more of those i have to say i wish i wish they i wish they didn't shy away from that the horror of like uh yeah. and also by the way just so you know, like they never ever show him you know they never really show his dead body either and i thought i thought i felt a bit robbed like it, it, it doesn't like... really go anywhere uncomfortable it doesn't really go anywhere too uncomfortable it i like i kind of liked that because i i liked what they were doing was they were showing so no, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save this because this kind of comes into the actual story, the time travel story part of it. So I'm okay. gonna save that to come. All right, we're, so we'll come we're back to that cast. in a second. We're on cast. Yeah. So let's um, yeah. Emily Blunt. I love Emily Blunt so very much. Emily Blunt, always oh, everything. Sh- yeah, and the filmmaker, the cinematographer is totally in love with her. You can tell. <laughs> Who is it? How many come times on. does she do that yoga pose? This <laughs> <laughs> is head over heels in love with Emily Blunt. <laughs> She's so good. She's good at just being utterly beautiful and tough at the same time. Yeah, she's... There's she's, a few people that are good at that. Charlize Theron. Yeah, they, there's um, there's a couple of yeah. actresses, a couple of Jennifer female Garner. actresses that can do... Uh, Kate Blanchett, that can do, like, just beautiful, vulnerable, feminine women, but also do completely just tough action stars. And they just cross those boundaries really easily, and I just love it. And I, and I always find mm-hmm. Emily Blunt, like... Because she can also be quite funny and entertaining in movies, but in this one, she is very, um, she's just strong. And I like that. I like that the, the strong character is the woman and he's the one who has to learn from her how to be strong. Yeah. It must be so hard to play, to, to have to play that role so that, you know, in the crazy action scenes, you have to be completely aware of, looking beautiful too so yeah. the way she's in this scenes the way the light's catching her face she looks stunning no matter what she's doing that must be such a high level of skill above what the men have to put up with because the men can look ugly and rugged but right. she looks beautiful no matter what she's doing no matter what yeah so that makes me a bit sad i hope that that's not something that she's told she has to do I hope that it's just that the cinematographer and the way that things are shot and the way that the action is played out, that it's just mm. a, something that emerges from that rather than she has to consciously think, I have to look beautiful now while I'm doing this super duper action scene. I don't feel like she'd put up with I, that. I think of, 
I think of like America's Next Top Model where they learn how to like do stuff and like, but look, make it yeah. fashion. Like it's just, you, you probably <laughs> learn that. You learn your angles. Um, we used to, you know, we used to do it when, when we were doing aerial because you have to learn, because you're, you're trying to do like, when you're doing silks or hoop or something like that, you have to look all graceful and, and pretty and like really mm. you're like holding your entire body weight in in one hand and you're like don't show it on your face don't show it on your face and like internally you're like i'm dying <laughs> or like yeah, the, ba- the ballerinas start popping up everything starts going red <laughs> totally ba- ballerinas have to do yeah. that they have to they have to have like elite athletes and, and just look beautiful and like yeah. it's effortless you're holding it in your instructors yeah, I, I at the th- side going brave brave <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> Um, insane okay so yeah. the only other one that I wanted to pull out was Gleason, just because I was like I just love when he turns up and I like his character because it's just so him as well it's just like he's just such a hard ass mm. he's perfect um, is there anyone yeah else? I love him yeah is there anyone else you want to yes. bring up go on of course yes always <laughs> okay there's this Australian guy in there who's, who's the actor's name is Kick Gary okay so <laughs> I'm a kid of the 90s, and that guy in the 90s was like the heartthrob of all of our dreams. He played this one particular bad boy role in this very popular film adaptation of a book uh, that everyone was obsessed with called Looking for Ale Brandy. And he was like in all of our dreams, like, <laughs> oh, my God, you have no idea, Kit Gurry. Like there are parts of this movie. Um, oh, my God, it's like I can't even now like Kit Gurry yeah yeah okay like Australian <laughs> girls that are my age like oh my god oh my god which one Kit was Gary. he he was the Australian like super suit guy there was one of them who was Australian there was a couple of Australians Noah Tyler's in it too yeah, I was like, I can't, I pretty can't good remember. international cast was he the guy who wore the um Hawaiian shirt yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had the little thing with his hair and I oh no, yeah, he <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Well I'm happy that that I happy I'm happy for you that you had that moment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is there anyone else? No. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well then let's um let's pop into sorry, I was just trying to one second. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then let's just pop into our first thing, which is the time travel story in terms of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a time loop, but it's not looping over a specific time period or a specific day. It loops. It it goes until he dies. It's kind of like, oh, Palm Springs won't. Palm Springs will be next episode, won't it? Yeah, three. Palm Springs is the same thing, isn't it? Where it's like they they either die or they fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar to Palm Springs, but this just doesn't get existential, and that one is purely existential. So yeah, yeah, so it's um, so as soon as he dies, then the day resets. Um, Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that comes up in it that we've kind of talked about before in a lot of our other time travel stuff, which is to do with the memory and the fact that, um, you know, the day resets, but he retains the memory of the previous days. Um, But something that I love about this and the way that they do it, and we were kind of alluding to it a bit uh, a while ago, 
is that there's so many different scenes that happen. The loop doesn't happen over the exact same sequence of events every time. Sometimes we see the loop mm-hmm. in the training camp. Sometimes we see the loop on the battlefield. Then we see when he goes to the helicopter. Um, then we get times when they go into London. And like, so we yeah. get different places and different scenes. So we're not it's not the same thing over and over and over again. We get to see how you can use that loop to, to your advantage in different places. And I love that they don't show us the beginning of everything, but like there's one scene where they're in London and they go up and he's like, that guy in the yellow armband always recognizes you, put your head down and stay on my right. And I just love that. He's just giving mm-hmm. those little bits of direction that you're like, how many times has he done this? This is cool. So anyway, yeah, yeah. that's just, yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't always wake up with. It, it changes it up. It changes it up actually, like quite a lot. You don't have to keep repeating the beginning of him going to her. Yeah, you know. And so, it's it's great. Like, there's a lot of really great, you know, cinema sort of cues that you realize he's restarted without having to be like, get on your feet, mm-hmm. maggot, or whatever. Yeah, and true. it keeps it interesting. Yeah, it's also, done pretty well. Actually, something to point out too, because it's something that they don't normally do. Um, but the fact that we find out, because it's one of my favorite moments in the movie, it's when he's trying to save her and she's just staring at him and you're like, oh, she just thinks he's a crazy person. And then she says like her line where it's just like, uh, come find me when you wake up. And it's like, whoa, wait, what's going on? So just the fact that they introduced this idea in the story that she has previously been in a loop. So he doesn't have to keep trying to convince her or explain to, we don't have to watch that over and over again of like, oh, we've met before like already he has an ally because he doesn't have to explain anything to her she knows exactly what's going on immediately and she's like okay i trust let's go i love that yeah yeah and they explain that really well um you know and little things like the the fact that the army would have locked them up is the reason why they have to keep it between the three of them Mm. there's all these little things which make from a narrative point of view like all the decisions do make a lot of sense because we do have this scientist who was demoted, like he's a cleaner or something like that, because he brought he tried to bring this to the attention of Brendan Gleeson. So all these little things like that, it just mm-hmm. makes like because you're sitting there and you're like, all I want is to enjoy myself. I don't want to get bothered by plot holes. Yeah. And so they do a really good like they do a really good job of explaining all of that. Um, I have a couple of time travel story stuff. Yeah, go for it. That I've just I was I was just thinking because I've seen so many of these now and you know you're reliving the same day over and over again but I was just thinking about chaos theory Abby yeah <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this <laughs> go on how can anything be exactly the same when done twice so much so that like oh the axe fell next to me do you know what I mean you know uh, like. Mm. Uh, you know, how can an explosion when exploded once, twice, even if you explode the same explosion a thousand times, it won't be exactly the same each time. And you know, that it, there's too many variables in there that it would be exactly the same. So it just made me think like, what is this time travel thing? Is it happening again? Or, well, or is they, he in it? Well, he changes it. So uh, he does. So it's not like... They... The, but they, they have that great conversation where they talk about it, you know, when when he's bringing her in and he's like, it's actually, it's one of my favorite things about it when they start, they start to show those clips of them bickering. And he's like, I mean, I thought, I thought step left and then duck right was a pretty clear 
direction <laughs> she's like you don't explain things well and stuff and then you just get that repeat again of them dying her dying die 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 and him having to go back and go yeah. no go left and then do this and it's like so I think that's it it's like he's obviously those scenes to me told me that he's being so careful in how he interacts on the battlefield in every footstep that he takes to make sure that everything happens exactly the same exactly and he doesn't influence it so that he's finding the path through so that like he can predict every Mm. single movement and um so yeah so i would think like just there must be times where if he goes a different way that maybe the explosion might happen differently or things might land differently but if he does the exact path then it should Mm. be the same if he saves somebody or he doesn't save somebody this is a funny thing it's like what are you supposed to change what are you supposed to keep the same yeah I like right? that moment when he doesn't bother saving the guy who gets hit by the plane. Yes, I was, I was just thinking that. You know, I loved that. I love, I love the way he changes as he goes on. Yeah. You know, when he just doesn't care about saving them. That, that's when he's sort of single-minded. He does it himself, right? Doesn't even bother to meet her. Yeah. Because he's like, wait, I don't need to bring her along at all. That's how I can save her. That was a great that's, turning that's point because exactly. He great was like that point. moment. And it was also like he's already gotten everything. Like not that he's gotten everything he needs from her, but like she's trained him now that he knows what he needs to do. He can do everything on his own to get to that point, mm-hmm. And he does. Um, but yeah, it's right. It's that moment where you're like, yeah, you don't actually need to bring her along right now. You know, you've done this so many times that you can go through every bit, every motion on your own without involving her in this. It, it's great. It, yeah. It's another great thing about the movie in terms of the pacing. Yeah. Because they do the thing where they're together and the movie is like, this is, just as you're like, this is getting tired. It's like, well, he doesn't need her anymore. And so he's going to do it without her. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, yeah, exactly. And then he just takes them to a different place. He's like, he just takes the forces elsewhere. It's, yeah. it's clever. And that, that's, I, I wanted to, there's one scene that I really love. And I love where we do, we do get that classic time travel scene where he walks in at first and he tries to tell them, you know, he tries to tell them to warn them. It's an ambush. They're going to be there tomorrow. And he's in there and it's like, he knows so much stuff about all the people. He's like, there's the game under there. You're going to say this. You're going to say that. And he sounds really convincing. Right. And they're all looking at him like, oh, my God, how does he know all this stuff? And you actually think, oh, have they convinced him? And then it just cuts to the next shot and it's him rigged up, but with the masking tape over his mouth. And it's just mm. great. It just made I loved yeah. that there was all those little moments of levity, like when he rolls under the truck, the first time we see him roll under the truck and the truck and he gets and you just hear the noise of him going because ah, he gets rolled over it's just really funny <laughs> i just enjoyed yeah, that that was one of my best bits oh sorry best bits. <laughs> sorry no it's i, I love i love it. it is that those little things also because it's very cheap for the movie you know in order for them to say okay first they don't believe him it's very cheap for them to do because it's quick we've been trained as viewers at that point like you know how to reset our minds yeah. the next day so it does it's only a few seconds that it costs the film to have this, oh, it doesn't work, and then it does work. So yeah. it just, it's very effective. Um, the one thing I do want to say as well is, like, I do think that what's excellent about it in terms of the story following through, how the time travel story is used to basically turn this this coward, this terrified person who's never been in combat before into a, like, full soldier um and and the contrast that you get to see because that first day that they show the way that they 
they they portray him on the battlefield in that first day when he comes down out of the you know when they when they come down from the ship when it's just explosions everywhere all of his kind of point of view stuff it's um it's really traumatic like when you when you actually watch him and the way he plays it and you're like imagine never ever having been in combat before never learning how to fight never learning how to shoot a gun and you're suddenly standing in the middle of all of that and how absolutely terrifying that would be and i just think it 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 just really stuck with me i was like that is full trauma and now Mm -hmm. every bit afterwards he's trying to move move through that trauma and and um make it through this experience and i just thought it was really cool yeah yeah agreed um, do you have anything else you want to say about the story? Um, yeah, I just I do have one comment on that. Actually, what you what you were talking about um, the times when he tries to convince people that he's from the future or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the shit that he says makes sense. For example, with the secretary, or you know, when he's like you just got a call, it says this, like, that's what you're about to tell him. That's cool. But when he's like, your name is Alice, your birthday is this. It's like, this is not information that you needed to have gone to the future. Like, you don't... Yeah. (laughs) There's a common... Like, it's like some of the shit that he says, it's like a combination of stuff, which is... There's a bit of stupid shit in there. Um, That's all. Yeah. I don't know. That's just the one comment that I had. Your birthday, your name. It's like that... he He wouldn't... There's no iteration of him going into that office where the secretary is like, this is my name and my yeah. birthday to him. I kind of imagine that like what? there was times where he had a conversation with her outside or, you know. Yeah, or he maybe just if he was like your grandma's birthday was yesterday, you had information so that the next time cream. he would go back. I don't know. Yeah, it was just a bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I was thinking about it as well. And I was like, like, because we always talk a bit about paradoxes and stuff, but I just don't see any point. In, like, I mean, it's a loop. And when it, when we talk about loops, it's kind of hard to talk about paradoxes because it's the whole thing about the the closed event and and we've talked about it so many times in terms of what happens and parallel timelines. But I just think none of that really comes into effect here for the reasons in section two, which is the time travel method. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk go. about that because it's the it's one of those times where there is no explanation because aliens did it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but the, you kind of you try to follow it anyway. Mm. Um, so what do we have? We have a hive mind. Yeah. It's the central nervous system and you have these alphas that are kind of more tapped into the central nervous mm-hmm. system. And then yep. you have the mimics. I don't know why they call it that, but... It's all I think, a hive mind. It's all one yeah. organism. I felt like the mimics, because the way that they move around, um, they just seem to be able to kind of take different forms and different shapes. So I guess they were just saying mm. um, maybe they're just like mimicking mimics. different because the way they could move around. Mm. The, yeah, so the alphas are the yeah. ones that are connected to the um, omega so that when an alpha dies, the omega resets the day. Um, because they're like, okay. Why? Because the alphas. Because I, I think there's, yeah, I think there's a small amount of alphas. My, my understanding was there's a small amount of alphas um, that are connected to the omega and the alphas are one that are monitoring, monitoring how well 
things are going on the battlefield. The battles are doing. Yeah. yeah. So when the alpha dies, then the omega's like, okay, we've lost one. Reset. Go again. And doing exactly what Tom Cruise is doing all the way throughout the movie. They're they're changing the steps that they're taking in order to um to win the war. Uh, but they want to win the war with none of the alphas dead. Is my is my understanding of it. I think she spelled something. What did you do? I just don't even know. I was going so well. <laughs> I've never not had one of my notebooks got spilled on. I was going so well. It's almost a fresh one. They always get spilled on. Then I have to deal with it for the rest of the year. Um, sorry. Just wanted water. Do you need to? Do you need tissue? It's all right. All right. So, um, so yeah. So I think it's um. So my understanding was basically that like the alphas can't that the the omega doesn't view the battle as being won if any alpha has died. And as soon as the alpha died dies, that's the signal to the omega to reset the day. Gotcha. And start. Yeah. Again. So it's really cool. These aliens, their weapon is time, and the way they use time mm. is to continuously do the same battle until they know exactly how to win with the one battle yeah or whatever it's yeah, amazing it's pretty great it's such it's a cool pretty, concept it's a, yeah. and it's such a cool concept yeah. as well because it's it's an alien thing we don't have to worry about it it's not trying to explain it someone on earth made this technology that's a time travel machine no it's just this is the way that the aliens function and when the blood got mixed with when the blood got from the alpha got onto Tom Cruise, it got mixed in. And because it's connected through, I mean, they say it about the wavelengths. I don't really get that part, but. So when he dies, it also resets. Yeah. So basically it's like the, for the Omega, the alpha that it views is now Tom Cruise. They haven't kind of registered yet that it's not their alpha, that the one that's now connected in with the Omega is Tom Cruise. And that's why Emily Blunt was oh. saying that, like, when she when when she woke up with the transfusion, it cleared the alien blood out, which removed the connection that she had to it. So then she could, so the day didn't reset anymore. And it was yeah. the same thing that happened to him. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. transfusion. Yeah, I thought I just thought that was I got really that bit, cool. But that I didn't quite. I didn't. I didn't. That makes so much sense. That 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 that's really clear now to me. So. It's just it, yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Cool. It's very cool. It's a great concept. Yeah. And then so he has visions because he's connected to the Omega. Yeah. Like, and I actually, think so. That's I think the thing is that as soon as he starts to have the visions, that's when they start to register that this is wrong. That like this yeah. the person so there's somebody connected him. that shouldn't be connected, and then that's why he has limited time from when he starts to see the visions for when they start trying to find him. Yeah, um, that's yeah, and so then they start manipulating the connection. Yeah, to lure him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's yeah. so cool, isn't it? It's just yeah, I love it. I just I thought this is this is just a great way to do time travel um, to give us mm -hmm. this story and to give us like an alien invasion story and to give us a an action story. It's just a great combination of those three things within it, and I'm so here for it. Yeah. Um, solid do you have anything else that you want to say about the method um 
No, I don't have anything to add. Okay, cool. Let's do best bits then. Okay. <gasps> do you want to go? Let me see how many I have left. Um, well, I'll start with my first one, which is I love when they, Noah, Taylor, and Emily Blunt explain things to him. And he's like, first, that was a terrific presentation. <laughs> Because he's, he's like a presentation guy. <laughs> he's the PR guy, yeah. Great presentation. Loved what you're doing with this. Let's bring it to the other people. <laughs> I don't want to deal Love with it. Love this for you guys. <laughs> Not for me. I, I don't think this is where I'm at right now, but yeah, love it for you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I like that moment Anyone? as well, though, when, like, because he's doing that, and I like that Emily, like, Blunt, I can't remember her character's name, I'm sorry. Uh, but Blunty's response is basically, like, um, yeah. And the angel we, of her done. And she's like, I've done this before, and that's how I ended up in the psych ward. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because, of course, they'll put you in the that crazy place. <laughs> um. Well, I already, I stupidly like spat out a couple of my favorites already earlier, which, yeah, my, one of my absolute mm. favorite moments, um, come and find me when you wake up. Just that moment where they're like, something is different in this movie. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I, I did also love the, the way the alpha like killed him. The blood and, and the eyes going black. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was, like, very effective of, like, oh, okay, this is different. This is weird. Mm. I loved it. That was the- oh, but that wasn't my best bit. I just I just remembered that now. Yeah. Go on, then. Another best bit that I have is, uh, I've already mentioned one, which is him going under the tank. And then uh, another one, which is, I don't know, I just love, I love the whole idea that there has to, like, finding ways to kill yourself because that's the only way you can reset. But the, the, when he drowns himself, when the, the alpha is trying to stop him from killing himself to get out of the situation, so then he lodges himself in a space and drowns himself to get out of it. Which which shot was that? Oh, that was when he when he was in the wrong place, when right? He makes it yeah. in there. Yeah, when yeah. he was in the wrong place and they ambush him for his blood. That was... I just thought it was like a yeah. really good use of horror. Because it's a great part of the story as well, just that idea that um, the reality that if if he if he doesn't die, it doesn't reset, and that's why it's like you know if he gets arrested or you know there's so many different ways that he could be put into a situation where he can't he doesn't have control anymore of being able to end it and reset the day. In which case, like how long does that go on for? Does that go on forever? Does it does it just go on until the aliens find him? Uh, in like some prison cell you know it's just like it's it's how can you it, it's such a risk to be caught you know and, and why, what you're saying about like having to stay away from everything and then also just the same thing of like just not like don't get a blood transfusion don't all these things where it's like just mm. be so careful not not don't not not to be careful to not die but be careful that you don't not that that you don't die you don't. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then and then when he's out of the loop, then the the threat of mortality is real, yeah. and then you're in a real. And then and then I feel like that's the sh- that's the worst part of the movie because then it just descends into it like your typical action movie. Or like the whole point of the next 
end of the film is to get from A to B without dying. Yeah. And then it becomes like your classic but but I action like film, about it. like third act. I, okay. I just like that about it because it's not, the movie doesn't end with the idea of like, oh, how do we stop the time loop? The movie ends with like, okay, now we've figured out what, we've used the loop, we know what we need to do, but now we have no reset options anymore. So we need to get to mm-hmm. the end. And I, I kind of thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sort of changes genre a bit. Yeah, in that way. One of my one of my favorite moments is uh, when when they're training together, and he's asking her if he can like is he he's like you know I've been thinking about it maybe this is like early on when he's still like a bit cowardly, and he's like maybe I could transfer it to you and she's like I've tried everything and he's like have you tried everything and she just goes <sighs> oh you mean sex, and he says how many times and she just goes. All right, and then smashes him in the face with the robot, and I just love that. <laughs> well, I mean, as in, that's the first thought, so it's very believable that this yeah. character is just like, "Have you tried this? Yeah. How can I? How can I get sex out of this situation?" <laughs> See, I didn't. What, I didn't that even is what think. A lot of like. But I didn't at any moment feel like he was trying to get sex. I felt like he was just genuinely like, "How the fuck can I get out of this situation? Have you tried? Have, have you tried that?" But Would it's that like, work? But- it's a beautiful woman. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, it wouldn't, look, I'm not trying, but like, it wouldn't, but it's wouldn't also, sad. it's also like a lot of scenes that we get that I also really enjoy, which is basically just Emily Blunt shooting Tom Cruise in the face over and over and over and over. I love it. And, he, and him being like, no, wait, I can walk. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. She's like, no, your leg is broken. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose because when you think about it as well, like for him at that point, we've now cut out all of that work that he does to get to her. But so every time she does that, he has to still go through everything. He has to go through the stuff with the what is it? The general He has to go through in meeting the squad. He has to do the thing, roll under the truck, get to, you know, So he's just like, I don't want to have to do all that again. Come on, man. I know. It's not so much the being killed. It's, oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> All right. Do you have another one? No. Okay. I kind of, I talked about it a bit as well already, which was like just the fights over his directions to keep her alive as they move through. <laughs> Step left, duck right. It's not that hard. I just like the little squabbles that they were having. I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, I started tracking early on, like, how had the ways in which he was dying and then I was just like don't do that that's stupid it's too many <laughs> after he like rolled under the truck and got like obviously like squashed and you just got that ah! I was like just just let it go <laughs> so there's no point it's good um but yeah it was it was great so yeah so I really enjoyed this movie um do you have final comments actually don't have any final comments. I've kind of just said all yeah. the uh, like leftover stuff already. There was one one more thing left that I haven't mentioned. Yep. And my and that can be my final comment. So, it's a it's this idea of people buying time by going in front of things. And I I and I was like wondering when when Kit Gary was like, "We're going to buy you some time. We're going to we're going to buy you time." And yeah. what they meant is we're going to fight and then we're going to blow ourselves up and it'll right. buy you one second of time. Yeah. Because you know these mimics. <laughs> but but I always, I start to think in movies, like, look, I, I never really, um, I never really, what's the word? Not investigate, but just that process. of so like, what if you did have to do that? You know, it's like this, this is like this default 
hero thing of like, no, I'm going to go, I'll yeah. buy you some time. Imagine if there was like, yo, you don't, you don't, absolutely do not have to do that. It's like, oh no, I don't worry. I'm going to do it. And then Tom Cruise is like, yeah, he has to do it. <laughs> like, did they really have to do it? I mean, it bought them one second. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't even get off the ground. Anyway, I just it was a thought that I had it's that I thought of following it's movies. The, it's the showing. It's the People you know like it. where we're we are. We're willing to sacrifice ourselves to make sure you get to the end. Yeah, well, it's like it's like you want to go out. Yeah. But my point is, in future movies, I'm I'm going to investigate this a little okay. bit more. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm not just going to assume that they had to do it. All right. I'm going to be like, did you though? Um, okay, I've got a couple of final comments. So just the first one I want to say is I remember the episode of Graham Norton when um, Tom Cruise was on and they were talking about this movie because they were talking about how uh, unique it is to be able to shut down London to film the scenes that they filmed. And it's so true. And it's like uh-huh. there's very few actors that would be able to shut down Trafalgar Square to land a helicopter on Trafalgar Square for a movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just was like, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. And uh, and then what I something that I really liked about the movie is well actually so one thing is that um, we talked about exoskeletons before we've talked about them in Iron Man mm. and in Big Hero Six and I just thought it was a really cool depiction of of what you would expect a military exoskeleton to be you know yeah I, I agree yeah it's yeah, like it's, clunky. it's not too Difficult futuristic to exactly work. it's like but that yeah. but that's something that would you know be and and it's the kind of thing you know they could lift heavier things you you've got your extra firepower you've got your packs around you and stuff so yeah i just thought that was really even cool. if you fall over the guns can shoot they had a couple moments yeah. where you were like oh no this is this is useful yeah uh, about that guy going in there naked oh yeah balls out <laughs> i really also liked when they leave the exoskeleton in the field the way it's sort of standing there i just thought it was a it was a yeah. cool shot yes it was um and the one thing that I really liked about the movie as well is I liked that it was set in Europe because these movies are mm, yeah. always set in America. And so yeah. the imagery that you get in America is always the same because it's always the White House. It's always the Washington Monument. You know, it's 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 that stuff. Whereas by doing it in Europe, you got to have all of these amazing scenery that is really iconic to everyone around the world. But, you know, you got to have different places like Trafalgar Square, the Louvre, you know, just being able to see just different kind mm. of sites uh, rather than the standard ones that we always see. So I just I really liked that they did set it in Europe. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it made, it made sense more with the alien invasion. It's an international thing. It's not just the Americans. Mm. Everyone's covered together. There's loads of different accents. Yeah, exactly. And yes, loads of Americans, but yeah, not only. But yeah, good, good, that's good movie. Great watch. It's actually the second yeah. time I've seen it. It's a solid film. It is. Very fun. So, yeah. So, cool. I'm, glad, I'm glad we did it. And uh, that's that's it then. Mm-hmm. Um, next time travel one will be Palm Springs, I do believe. Palm Springs. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, next week, see you for our main Five, episode. Four, three, two, see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. One, zero, all engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.